We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode 49 for December 21st, 2020, and our feature topic this week is Off the Beaten Path at Disney. And Mm -hmm. our thought process was that when you're at the parks and everything, there's always a lot to do, but sometimes it can wear you out and sometimes you want to take a day and just relax. And so these are some suggestions about how to go off the beaten path, how to stop and smell the roses, if you will, how to um, relax, recharge and gear up for the rest of your trip. So I hope everyone enjoys it. Um, but of course, just like always, we have cheddar from the big cheese and, um, we don't have a whole lot, but I've got some things and Sophie has some things that we want to share with you. So first up, I missed seeing this, but, um, and I didn't talk about it much in our Facebook group till after the fact, but on December 11th. The Disney Parks blog had a Disney Magic Moments segment of a virtual viewing of Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks. Now, oh, if you missed wow. it, yeah, if you missed it, I'm putting a link in the show notes. And in that link, it's to the Disney Parks blog. Um, in that link, when you pull up their post, it has an embedded YouTube um video player in there so you can watch the fireworks about 15 minute show so it might be worth checking out um but i i thought it would be fun to talk about and it'd be fun to see you know because there's been such little activity on fireworks oh yeah we were lucky to see the fireworks that we did when we went for thanksgiving yeah and even so they were very very tiny right but still it was neat to see them. Yep. Okay. So why don't you talk about some Disney Plus, Sophie? Oh, definitely. I have two things for Disney Plus. And the first of those things is that the season two finale of The Mandalorian was on December 18th. And it flew by like that. I'm still not completely caught up on all the episodes and I feel like I have a lot to catch up on, but yeah. wow, it just, it was so quick. And then there is also a new television series 
that is set to come to Disney Plus in the fall of 2021. And I'm sure that those of you who have been on YouTube, like I have, have seen the promo for it. It is called The Doug Days. And it is a spin-off series from the movie Up, and it features Doug the dog, the golden retriever, absolutely adorable, and Carl and their adventures in suburbia instead of in the jungles of South America. And the promo was posted on YouTube three to four days ago. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it... I'm actually really excited for it because I think it's absolutely adorable. And yeah. then lastly, for chatter from me, uh, the Walt Disney World archways have all been completed. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, the archways are sort of the gates into the bubble, as we call them. And they are those arches over the road that you drive under and they have Minnie on one side and Mickey on the other side and it's kind of like once you pass through those archways you know that you're in Disney and the outside world is far far away yep and all of them have been completed and there is an Instagram picture of the archway for Western Way and we will post the link to it in the show notes yeah, it looks so cool. It looks phenomenal. I mean the, mm-hmm. the the brilliance of the colors, the this particular picture um with the cloudy sky, um, mm-hmm. the, the puffy clouds and the the palm trees and everything. It just it's like top notch, you know. So so it, it's a it's worth going to check it out. And um you know, for those that live in the area that have been there, take a look at, um, you know, you know what we're talking about with regards to the archways, but they're really, they really look nice, don't they? So they look wonderful. Yeah. So that's all the cheddar we have. Just a reminder, um, and we will stop giving these reminders probably in the next week or two, but um, there's several ways you can connect with us, and we love hearing from you. So please reach out to us. You can find us on our Facebook group. It's called On the Road with Mickey. And we also have a Facebook page by the same name. So they're kind of linked together. But Mm -hmm. the group has a lot more chatter in it because it's more, um, you know, give and take. And, you know, people ask questions and so forth. Um, We also have a YouTube channel, which if you're watching us, you've seen us. And you know we have a YouTube channel. So if you are... Um, feel up to it, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel at On The Road With Mickey. The more subscribers we get, um, the better it'll help us to get um, get the podcast out to other people via video. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're just listening to us on the podcast, that's great too, because you can reach us in so many different ways. Um, you can listen in so many different ways, you know, Apple, Google, Spotify, just you name it, there yep. we're out there. Um, but we also have an Instagram channel. It's called On the mm-hmm. Road with Mickey, and you can email us. And our email is info at ontheroadwithmickey dot com, and we have a voicemail box, and that number is nine one nine seven nine nine eight three nine zero. 
And again, that's 919-799-8390. So thank you for reaching out to us. We love hearing from you all, and we look forward to keep hearing from you. Right, Soph? Oh, yes, definitely. All right. So that takes us to our feature topic, Off mm-hmm. the Beaten Path at Disney. And like we said, there was a lot of ideas about what you know things you could do don't necessarily involve going to the parks um, that you could just relax and unwind and recharge the batteries and get ready for the rest of your trip. Or if you're a local, you know, these might be some things that you want to do just, you know, whether it's a date night or whether it's just taking the kids out to, to get away from the four walls and, and so forth. Um, yeah. There's some things here that you might want to take a look at, or maybe you've never, never knew about. So Sophie, why don't you start us off? And you just, we have a list in our show notes, and we'll, of course, mm-hmm. post that in our, on the post. But um, Sophie, pick from wherever you want. It doesn't matter which one you go with. Hmm. Well, I think I'm just going to go right on down the list that we have. Okay. And I'm going to start with one of the most memorable things that I've done off the beaten path at Disney. And that would be watching movies at my resort with Movies Under the Stars. It's mm-hmm. They basically take this giant inflatable screen and they set it up somewhere and they will broadcast movies for anyone to just come sit down and watch. And it's really nice. I remember it from yeah. when we stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge once. And they set it up in the pool, so I was there, splish-splashing in the water, and they were setting up the screen, and we watched the Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. And, and it, you know, depending on the resort you're at, they'll do it in different ways, you know. I remember when we, when we were out at the Grand Californian, they did it over there, too. And it was it was like out on a courtyard patio type yeah. thing. Um, so it was kind of neat. But um, but yeah, the movies under the stars is something that just about every resort, if not every resort. So it is definitely something. And you can ask at your resort um, whether or not they're doing it or when they're doing it. And and I think they have a list that they would just say what what movie they're showing and what nights it's showing it and so forth. So totally a lot of fun. It's a good way. If you um, bring the kids back from your park day early, it's a good way to kind of unwind them a little bit before they get ready and fall asleep for the night. So, yeah. Good thing. So, Very um, good thing. and you know, one of the other things and, of course, everyone that has stayed on Disney property or maybe even off Disney property knows that chances are your resort has a pool. You know, every Disney property, of course, has a pool. And I would think every non-Disney property would, too. And one of the things that might be a lot of fun, um, just as an unwinding sort of situation, is just taking a dip. You know, go get on your swimsuit, go to the pool. And just mm-hmm. relax, you know, maybe read a book, maybe dip a toe in the water, um, you know, something like that. Maybe just chill, you know. 
Yeah. Definitely. Now, we've had we've talked about that a little bit before, but some of our favorites were the slide over at Coronado Springs. Mm-hmm. And also the slide over at Port Orleans French Quarter. Oh yeah. And even the slide at Bay Lake. Um which that is one really kind of cool. That one yeah, you climbed steps and it was like going down two stories to get to the, the water. And, yeah. the, and the pool was shaped like a Mickey. So, uh huh. So, and it, but, and it also had that little gateway that you could at least look over. You couldn't go through the gate, but if you looked over the fence, you could see Bay Lake. And I remember we were there with Anna Jane, my cousin, and her parents, my aunt and uncle. And we saw some otters that were just hanging out on the shore from yeah. past the fence. Yep. Yeah. So, so relaxing by the pool, and of course, depending on which resort you're at, it depends on what pool it is, but um, relaxing by the pool is, is something you might want to consider as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Sophie, you take the next one. Yeah. And... To be honest, this one is specifically to Fort Wilderness, but there is there is so much that you can do at Fort Wilderness alone. So I think it's only right that this one and a bunch of other things are mentioned on this list. And this one would be horseback riding. Fort Wilderness is very special, and it's... A lot of people go to Fort Wilderness and they stay for like a month at a time. And of course, they're not going to the parks every single day that they're there, but they don't get bored either. And one of the things that they do, aside from going to the park, is they go horseback riding. And I remember Mommy even went and checked out the stables while we were waiting for a bus to take us back to our cabin when we went and got dinner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there's, like you said, Sophie, there's so much to do at Fort Wilderness because that's a different kind of Disney vacation. If you stay at Fort Wilderness, and um, chances are you're staying there in part because of all the amenities that that they have at Fort Wilderness, you know, like the horseback riding at Fort Wilderness and the archery experience and the campfire sing-along with Chippendale, you know, and and on and on and on, you know. There's so mm-hmm. much to, to do there, you know, going to the barn um, and checking out the barn, you know. There's just so much at Fort Wilderness and a lot of people plan that vacation um, so that they they do a lot of those sorts of things it's almost like like their own their own way of going camping so Mm -hmm. so yeah and actually shout out to my client Diana um, because she almost every trip she brings her daughter over to Fort Wilderness even though they're not staying at Fort Wilderness and they go do the ch- the chip sing along because they enjoy it so much. Mm-hmm. So, so it's definitely something you might want to you might want to think about. So, yes, and, and it's just fun, you know. 
It is very fun. And this next one on the list is actually one that I'm not familiar with, Daddy. Could you take this next one? Which one is it? The horse-drawn carriage rides. Yeah. So several, well, I I don't know, maybe several is not quite the right term. But some of the resorts, let me rephrase it and say some of the resorts have the ability for you to do a horse-drawn carriage ride. I actually had a client who was staying at a different resort, um, and it was a mom and dad and their kids. And the kids spoke to me and had me set up a horse-drawn carriage ride for their parents because it was an anniversary present. Oh, wow. How cool is that? And that so is wonderful. The horse-drawn carriage ride started at Port Orleans Riverside. It went on the walkway that goes right down the Sasagula mm-hmm. and took them to, to the French Quarter. It was relaxing, and they were just able to do that and then turn around, and then it turned around, and it brought them back to, to Riverside. And, um, and they really enjoyed it. You know, it's not something that you do every day. You know, it's not something you plan for every trip. It's just something that they wanted to do that. Um, their kids wanted their parents to do that, and they did it, you know. And, and and that just makes for a really good date night, you know. And, of course, you can also do horse-drawn carriage rides at Fort, Orleans, I mean at Fort Wilderness. Um, and now, in the Christmas season, in the holiday season, you can also do sleigh rides, Sophie. Oh wow! Do, a sleigh ride enough? at a sleigh ride at Fort Wilderness, and of course, mm. it's it's not like your sleigh ride through snow or anything like that. Yeah, but I was still, like, do they have snow? No, they don't have snow, but yeah. it's kind of cool though to to imagine it, you know? To yeah, just think about it. So that sounds awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot that you can do uh, with our friends, the horses. So, mm-hmm. all right. And this next one, I remember this is one that I actually wanted to do for a really long time, I think. And that is the Surrey bike r- rentals. Now, something you guys should know about me a little confession here I don't know how to ride a bike. I am not good when it comes to balance. So when I saw some people riding a Surrey bike together, I was like, I could ride that and I would not fall over. I want to ride that. What are we riding, Pat? Yeah. And it's still on our list. We haven't done it yet. But um, just for those that don't necessarily know, a Surrey bike is a bike with four wheels. Mm -hmm. And it usually seats four or maybe even six people depending on the type of bike you get and um and you can rent them several locations one of the locations is is um french quarter in riverside i think you have to rent it at riverside but um but you can ride it over there and i think Mm -hmm. you can rent a surrey bike maybe at, at the boardwalk and i think you can also rent it over at maybe Old Key West or Saratoga Springs, one of those resorts. So there's several places where you can you can do that. And and it's kind of neat, a neat idea, you know? Mm-hmm. So so Sophie will have to knock that off the list one day. Yeah. 
But um, one day. But yeah, it's it's just you know one of those things that you you just plan it and you do it and you just have a little fun with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. All right. And so this next one, you know, we've talked many times over the year. Um, you know, it's I almost said the years, but it's really the, almost the end of a year here at On the Road with Mickey, which is kind of crazy. But yeah. we've talked many times about resort hopping. But what we haven't talked about necessarily is resort hopping via the Skyliner. So mm-hmm. let's say that you're staying at Pop or you're staying at Art of Animation. If you're staying at Pop, you can walk over to Art of Animation and vice versa, you know, and you can check out the resorts there that way. But you can also go to the Skyliner station and you can take it over to Caribbean Beach or you can take it and get off and get on the next one and go over towards the boardwalk and the Riviera. You can get off at the Riviera. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways you could just spend a day longer, even perhaps just going from resort to resort via the Skyliner. And you'd be able to check out all the ones over at the boardwalk. You'd be able to check out Riviera and that new resort, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal, by the way. Absolutely um, stunning. You can you can go to Old Port Royale in Caribbean Beach and check out all that. Mm-hmm. And then you can you can go over to Art of Animation and pop, you know, depending on where you're staying. And I'll do all that. Without having to drive, without having to walk, without having to take bus transport, just take the Skyliner and just have fun. Yeah. You know? So, it is a wonderful thing. I love the Skyliner. Skyliner. It's awesome. I remember you know, that's when, almost... Yeah. I, I remember when everyone was talking about the Skyliner as it was bu- being built... And they were all like, it's going to be so hot in there. It's going to be horrible. I will never, ever ride it. Now, I cannot cannot imagine getting around the Disney Resort without the Skyliner. It is so amazing. Yeah, even in July, when it was as hot as Hades, and we all felt like Hades because of that heat, we went, we left Hollywood Studios and we took the Skyliner over to Pop Century. We had to get off and then get on the other side and go over to Pop just because we wanted to. We weren't staying anywhere near it, but, but we wanted that relaxation. And even in that heat, it was still a comfortable ride. It wasn't hot. It was a nice breeze blowing through because of the way it ventilates. So, yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Yes, absolutely wonderful. And, you know, I was going to say, just riding the Skyliner can also be your own off-the-beaten-path thing, you know? Mm-hmm. We consider it one of the rides that we ride during the day. So exactly. all of the rides plus the Skyliner, that equals about 10. Yeah. All right. So tell me about the next one, So The next one is one that I really enjoy, and that is shopping at Disney Springs or at the Boardwalk. And I've only really gone shopping at Disney Springs, 
and even then not nearly as much as I go to the outlets. But it is just so nice and so peaceful. Disney Springs and the Boardwalk, they are, they're calm, they're not as crowded as the parks, and they're just a place to go. And it's really, really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for years, whenever we went to go somewhere, we would always go to what was then downtown Disney. Mm-hmm. And, and we almost never went to the boardwalk, you know, just because we never even thought about it. And it wasn't something that we really did, but, but, um, but then that one time we went to the boardwalk, and I like your picture, Sophie, in the background. That is the oh, boardwalk. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this That's, is the boardwalk. There is so much to do over there. So I mean, much. you can go to the boardwalk to go eat at Cape May Cafe if you have a breakfast reservation. Um, when things get back to normal, then you're going to see Minnie, and you're going to see Donald, and you're going to see Pluto. I mean, Goofy, not Pluto. And you're going to get to see them, you know. Um, and it's a really good breakfast, by the way. Um, and you can go, if you're of the right age, you can go over to Jelly Rolls and check mm -hmm. out the Dueling Piano Bar and just relax and enjoy some awesome music. You can go to the um, ESPN Zone over there. You can go to um, Beaches and Cream. To get some ice cream might yep. be worth it. And when we when we went to go check it out, um, they had street performers, and of course now right now isn't they're not doing street performers, I don't believe. But um but I'm hopeful that one day those will be back because the street performers are fun just to just mingle and just see what they're doing, you know, and kind of take in their show a little bit, you know. Yeah. So so there, there's a lot to do at the boardwalk. And, and like Sophie said, Disney Springs has a boatload of shopping you can do. And they have great restaurants. And they have just a relaxed atmosphere. Um, you do want to pick and choose when you go. Because on the weekends for shopping, Disney Springs is a lot busier than maybe during the week. So if you're a local and you, and you want to go, maybe plan on going on a Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but there's a lot to do at both venues for sure. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of clients when they are planning their trips, they plan, um, they try and plan on having that flight home be as late in the afternoon or evening as possible because, Excuse me, because they will take the morning to do their shopping at Disney Springs, maybe have lunch before having to return back to do their Magical Express. So mm -hmm. so that just it's just a plan that they do, you know, and it, and it is an idea, you know. So so if you're flying, that might be something to think about. So, yeah. And like yeah. Sophie said, I'm going to segue into the next one. Um mm -hmm. You know, the outlets in the Orlando area are really, really good for getting a lot of great Disney merch. So if you have a vehicle 
or access to a vehicle somehow, maybe consider going to the outlet malls, you know, and getting some of that merch. And and the pricing will be so much better than buying it directly in the parks. That is for sure. Oh, yes. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So. Like, I... I'm going to give you guys an example. So if you are very into Disney fashion like I am, then you will know that Disney has this line of Disney dresses that are themed after something that you can find in the parks. And usually these dresses cost 120 bucks each. Mm -hmm. And, but when you go to the outlets, and you have to keep in mind that not a lot of these dresses will make it to the outlets. It's really, the outlets are Disney's clearance stores. It's where they send all their leftover stuff that they couldn't sell in the parks. But in the outlets, um, the price can be cut in half and then it can have sales added onto it. So I got myself a Disney dress this time around. I absolutely love it. I may need to get it altered, but I still love it. And that dress would usually have costed me 120 bucks. That's why I never got one before. I got it for $30. There you go. Bing, bing, yeah. bing. We have a winner. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... As much as I'm sure you would love to buy something in the parks, if you think you can get it at the outlets, just go ahead and wait and see if it's there. And if it's not, you can always come back. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So anyway, that that's why you might want to think about going to the outlets sometime. Mm -hmm. um, again, it, don't don't break an arm and a leg trying to get over there, though. Because they are a little bit distant from the, from the parks and from your resort, so mm -hmm. you have to either have driven in or have um, a plan to do an Uber or something like that. Um, but yeah, you know, it could cost you a little bit to do that. So just keep yeah. that in mind. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that um, people may not realize or may have just forgotten um, when you do a Walt Disney vacation package. One of the things that you're going to get is you're going to get a card. And that card will provide discounts for various services that you would normally have to pay for. Um, and, you know, it could be like, I think one of the options is 10% off um, a meal at Planet Hollywood, which is in Disney Springs. Okay? Mm -hmm. So 10% is 10%. Um, you know? But other things that it often also includes is a free round of mini golf for each of the people that are on your reservation. So each one of you gets a card and each card provides a free round of mini golf at one of the Disney World mini golf places, which... There are two. There's Fantasia Gardens and Fairways Miniature Golf. And there's also the Winter Summerland Miniature Golf. Fantasia Gardens, obviously, themed after Fantasia. Mm -hmm. Winter Summerland is over right next door to Blizzard Beach. So it's themed after, like, the Blizzard Beach and that kind of thing. 
So, but if you are interested in playing a, a round of mini golf, miniature golf, then you've already got one round for free for each of you in your party. So that yes. is, and, and we were looking and I think a round is like $10 or something like that. So per person. So, you know, that's $30 is $30. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's not necessarily, um, you know, sneeze money. You know, it's 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 a little bit of a savings for you. So keep that in mind and look at the card is either sent to you in your um, luggage tags when you do your magical express or it will be um, included mm-hmm. in your room. It'll be brought to your room and put on your your table or somewhere for you to see it after you arrive. And so take a look at what that card does, because there's a lot more than just those two things that, that you're able to, to take advantage of. So, so keep that. Yeah. In mind. And you know, that um, kind of wraps up a little bit about our off the beaten path, but I wanted to throw a quick shout out and say that there are things in the parks that you can do that are off the beaten path mm-hmm. when they're open. And one of those, um, I say when they're open because right now it's not, but one of those things is taking your kids over to Tom Sawyer Island in the magic kingdom. Right now you can't because it's closed because they've drained the moat because they're working on the railing for the Liberty bell. Okay. Yeah. But so. when it's open, that is a great thing to do. Because you can relax, the kids are on an island, you can wander with them, you can go see the cave, you can go see the fort, you can check it all out. It's so much fun. You oh, know? yeah. And the other, another thing at Magic Kingdom is going over to um, the Swiss Family Treehouse and checking that out. And if you're a camera guy, taking pictures from up there at the top of the tree... You get some really cool pictures. Let me. I would agree. And as it stands right now, because everyone wants to social distance and be sanitary, the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse really is empty. I've never seen anyone actually going into the attraction, aside from me and Jagan when we went. Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing to see. Like, yeah. the entire thing empty i think you would have loved it daddy i'm sure i would have i was i was tired though and i thought climbing all those steps isn't going to be my gig but um, yeah but you know it is one of my absolute favorite attractions and like you said Mm -hmm. sophie it is so quiet and so it almost never has any sort of line to it so it's definitely a fun thing to just kind of wander and just kind of take your time with it um you know another one over at the magic kingdom is when it's open and i can't wait for it to reopen would be the tomorrowland transit authority the people mover that oh yeah is an absolutely and even though it's so popular it's still off the beaten path because it's such a relaxing and it's like a 10 to 15 minute you know ride you know, so it's really worth it. So it is. And, and, and so there's several things that you can do at the Magic Kingdom alone that would qualify for that. Mm-hmm. 
Do you have and some that you want to hit on over at others? Well, mainly with Epcot. Go I have to say it. Epcot. Um, there was this place that I went to see on our last trip that I had never seen before. I had no idea it even existed. And it was the Epcot Experience, I think is what it was called. And it was a an exhibit that they showed at D23 one year, very recently. And it is basically all the upgrades that they plan on giving to Epcot in the near future to right. make it even more into what Walt would have wanted it to be. Yeah. And that, and you're absolutely right, honey. It's about what the upgrades are going to be, what the updating is going to take. Mm -hmm. um, so because of that, it's not something that's going to always be there. So if yeah. you were planning to be in the, in Epcot in the coming months, that would be a perfect thing to see because it'll give you a taste of what's to come. And that's, you know, that's really um, that'll wet your whistle for, for your future trips. Yeah. It is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And, you know, one thing at Magic Kingdom I forgot to mention, it was mm -hmm. one of your favorite five. And um, and it actually, to me, qualifies as off the beaten path. And that's your Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. You know what? That is right. Because, because it doesn't cost you anything. You get your free cards. You go wander around and you look at all the things. Mm-hmm. You know? And while everyone else is busy trying to get to their rides, it's just, it's really cool. And to be honest, I had no idea it existed until one day I decided to look up what all of those portal things in the Magic Kingdom were and that's how I figured it out. I had no idea it existed and to be honest, you don't actually see people playing the game until you play the game yourself. Right. So you have no one to really get you into the game until you play it yourself and it is just really cool. Yeah. It is really really cool. Yeah. So I'm glad you enjoyed that, Sophie. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, some other things, I'm just going to give some from all the parks just so that we have, we have equal, equal coverage at all four parks. Um, yeah. over at Animal Kingdom, um, I would say that the nature trail after you do Kilimanjaro Safari, the, what is it? The Harambe. Harambe. Harambe the, Nature Trail. Yeah. That, to me, would qualify as an off-the-beaten-path. I would agree. Not a, people, not a lot of people really go on it. Like, it seems like there are a lot of people in there. But there really isn't, because it's a walk-through thing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people are like, I don't want to walk through it. But it is off the beaten path and it is really cool to see there are so many things you can look at they have a right. bird place with a bunch of exotic birds and they even have three tigers although only one is out at any given time 
And they even have fruit bats. Yeah. And then also over at Animal Kingdom, don't forget, because we didn't do it, and we should have, but we didn't do it, and that would be Rafiki's Planet Watch. And specifically, the, what is it, the conversation station or whatever. Conservation um, station. And that, um, that was, that is where you do the drawings, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And Rafiki's Planet Watch literally is off the beaten path. You literally have to take a train to get to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's definitely... definitely worth checking out and mm-hmm. and you know it's been a little bit of time you know and it's 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 a nice it's a nice thing and it's got a lot going on that are worth seeing so not it's not just like you're going to one thing it's like you go there you go in the building and there's like 15 different things you can look at so yeah so it's really not just like everyone's going to this one thing mm-hmm. so and with hollywood studios too there are a few things that are off the beaten path there, and I I have to say that this one, I don't think it was always off the beaten path, but Muppet Vision, Muppet Vision 3D, it seems like it's kind of fallen to the sidelines with yeah. the Tower of Terror and Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge, but and really that entire side of the park over where Muppet Vision is, it segues into Galaxy's Edge, but really that entire place is off the beaten path now because everyone's trying to get to Andy's backyard and Galaxy's Edge and the Tower of Terror and even Star Tours. We didn't go on it this time, but I don't think there was anyone over there because it was not it was not Rise of the Resistance or right. Smuggler's Run. You're absolutely right. Um with Galaxy's Edge specifically opening, Star Tours has really changed, and it's not a top attraction. And there would be some out there that say it never was a top attraction. But to me, I always thought it was cool and fun, and it and it was to me at the time it was worth making a fast pass for. Um, I agree. But now it's a walk on ride, and mm-hmm. um. And you're right, Muppet Vision 3D is, it is dated, but yeah. it's still fun, and it's still a nice, relaxing thing to do every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one other thing that is worth checking out that is, I think, also off the beaten path at, at Hollywood Studios is um, One Man's Dream. And let's get right into the nuts and bolts on what Walt was interested in. And what better way to do it than a little mini museum right in the park? I agree. So I very much agree. So anyway, there's a lot to see and do at Disney that does not involve just planning on riding roller coaster after roller coaster after roller coaster. You know? Yeah. There's so much to experience. And that's why I think having this kind of post with figuring out what's off the beaten path can really help to enhance what your trip is going to look like and how your planning is going to be done. Yeah. So so anyway, I think that rounds us out. I think it does too. So So, Sophie, 
why don't you take us and tell us what's on the tap for this day of Disney history for December 21st? Mm-hmm. I would love to, and I think you're going to like this one. December 21st, 1958. Disneyland presents its first candlelight processional parade for the second evening in a row. Hosted by actor Dennis Morgan, it is performed on Main Street in Town Square. The event, conceived by Dr. Charles Hurt of the University of Southern California School of Music, features Christmas carols and the retelling of the birth of Jesus through the Gospels. Nice. Yes. I love it. Thank you, Sophie. I uh-huh. did not, I don't think I knew that the candlelight processional that we can see at Epcot, Epcot. was done before at Disneyland. I don't think I knew that. So we, we always learn something new every day. Yep. Speaking right. of learning something new, who's our who's who? Oh, you're going to love our who's who character, Sophie. And I think our listeners are too. And he is from the Jungle Book. Hmm. And he is a bear. Baloo. <laughs> Baloo is our who's who character. I'm like, there's no way you, you not know who it is. You know, it's just like... <laughs> but as we all know, Baloo is fun-loving and carefree, and he lives life to the fullest. He is not interested in taking on any responsibility, preferring to spend his days eating bananas and floating on the river. In fact, his life motto is to forget about worries and strife. Baloo tends to be a bit lazy, but he would do anything for his friends. The big bear has a heart of gold. He takes Mowgli under his wing, showing the man-cub his own way of living in the jungle and grows incredibly fond of the boy. He rescues Mowgli from the monkeys and even puts his own life on the line to protect Mowgli from the tiger Shere Khan. Although Baloo and Bagheera approach life completely differently, The two grow to be friends and ultimately work together to safely deliver Mowgli from the jungle. Mm -hmm. I have two did-you-knows for you, Sophie. I am listening. Did you know that Baloo's trademark song, The Bare Necessities, was the only song kept from the original draft of the film. Really? I had no idea until I read that just a little short while ago. I had no I idea. Absolutely no idea. And did you know that Baloo stars in Tailspin, a spin-off animated series? In the world of Tailspin, Baloo is a skilled but lazy cargo pilot who struggles to pay his bills but always has time for his friends. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna have I to go not. look up Tailspin and see if it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> yep. I had never heard of it. 
<laughs> Neither had I. So, Baloo is our Disney Who's Who character. I love it. I do too. And now, our Walt Disney quote. Um, this is on the subject of children, both young and old. And Walt says, and I quote, Every child is born blessed with a vivid imagination. But just as a muscle grows flabby with disuse, so the bright imagination of a child pales in later years if he ceases to exercise it. So that is a key for us. We need, as a people, as a culture, we need to remember what the power of our imagination can be. Yes. And exercise it and live it and see what we can do, you know, just by thinking outside of the box, so to speak. <laughs> you know, that's to me, that's a big deal. I agree. That is a wonderful one. Okay, Sophie, why don't you close us out by telling us about our charity spotlight? I would love to. And this is one of the last times that we'll be talking about this one because it's nearing the end of the year, isn't it? It sure is. All right. Well, best keep the memories alive then. Exactly. And the, and the charity spotlight that we are talking about today and for those of you who have been watching, you already know. But for those of you who are new, the charity spotlight that we have been talking about through the year and up until the end of this year is the Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue. And it is a charity that is very near and dear to our hearts. Mm -hmm. And it works to help abandoned golden retrievers or really any dog that has golden retriever blood in it to find their forever home. And we have used this charity twice to adopt our boys, Reagan and River in that order. And they are just a pure blessing. That's the only way I can really describe it, both to the dogs and to the people that work with the organization and have adopted from the organization. Yeah. They, I can't even put it into words. It's, it's amazing really what they do. And they will adopt dogs from all over the world. I think they've adopted dogs from China, haven't they? They have adopted China, dogs from China and Turkey and I think even India. Mm -hmm. And they will adopt these dogs from all over the world and put them in foster homes until they can f find their forever family. And of course, they will only adopt dogs out to people that are within a 100 mile radius of the organization. So if you live in the North Carolina area, then you have a chance to adopt one of these dogs. They will not adopt further out from Raleigh. But I just, 
If you're looking for a dog, I would recommend them above exactly. all others. Yeah. They are really wonderful to work with. And it's just, it's amazing to see the things they do. All of the dogs that they've rescued, you can even go and look on their web page and they will have pictures of all the dogs that can be adopted out. And yes, this is our boy <laughs> Ripper. Oh my gosh. Daddy he actually sent in my lap. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy sent me that picture a couple nights ago and I was just like, my heart cannot take this cuteness. Why? <laughs> I don't if you had heard the noise that I made when you showed me that picture, Daddy, you would have been like, Oh my gosh, Sophie, are you okay? Are you hurt? Yeah. Because it was like, <laughs> I saw the picture, and I immediately went, ah! <laughs> Well, so, yes. I'll change off. <laughs> yeah. So, but yes. anyway, but yeah, so the Noose River Golden Retriever Rescue is a top-notch organization. And um, if you feel led, please go to their website, goldenrescuenc.org. And um, just check them out, you know, look them up, see what you think of them. And if you feel led to donate to to help them with their with their mission, by all means, if you don't, that's OK. But we will continue to highlight them because they are top of the line, you know. Absolutely. And so um, they they like Sophie said, they only donate or they only adopt out. In the around a hundred mile radius around Raleigh, North mm. Carolina, so that that kind of limits who that might be listening can hear, you know. But um, it also gives someone maybe maybe you have family that's in this area and they're looking for a dog. Well, maybe just talk to them about it and just say, hey, go check out this go check out this organization and see what you think, you know. Because mm-hmm. who knows? It could be your next forever forever friend so to be your next fur baby so Mm -hmm. you know um and we would do anything for river so absolutely so that just about wraps us up doesn't it so yep i think the only thing left to do is talk about our sponsors isn't it yeah and um i just was gonna say that i've cut down the the spiel so so to speak <laughs> gotcha. so basically just on the road with mickey is sponsored by pixie vacations by mike ellis and tech solutions nc mm-hmm. short and sweet short and sweet i love it okay um we will figure out what we're going to talk about next week Mm-hmm. Next week will be December 28th. It'll have been Christmas. We'll have come and gone. To everyone listening, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. And I hope that that what you get for Christmas or for the holidays, depending on what you celebrate, is exactly what your heart wants. And that you have a wonderful time with your family and your friends and it's just the most joyous time of the year. And that is the most peaceful time for you and your family. You know, Absolutely. We, we are so excited because we are, um, you know, about to pick up Sophie. 
Yep. At the time of this recording, it is a few days out from my parents coming to take me home for the holidays. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I cannot wait to be back home and loving on my dog. I miss him so much. Yeah. So we're going to have a busy time, but we'll figure out taping for the 28th show and um, and we'll get it done, you know, yep. just like we always do. But until then, we will see you, see on, you the on the road. road. Bye. Bye.